Hey everyone, my name is Bobby Angus. I'm going to be one of your hosts for 10 at Final Fantasy VII Podcast. My co-hosts are Ken Tormey and Will Sliney. The purpose of this podcast was to bring together three people who all had different experiences with Final Fantasy VII, the original, and different levels of love for the original game. We wanted to play the remake version together and be able to see how each of us respond to it, all coming from different backgrounds with the game. The reason we chose the name Tent was because on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, we're going to be trying to rotate in different friends of ours who also have the same love for the game as we do. Some of our guests that we have lined up are Sean Crystal, Michael Walsh, and Ricardo Ortiz. We are excited to announce more in the future, and we hope you stick with us for the duration of the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Tent. Final Fantasy Seven podcast. It's me, Bobby. I'm here with Kien, and we're happy enough to have Will back. Welcome back, Will. Oh. Welcome back, Kien. Thank you. So, Will, how's the TV deal going? How's the TV life? <laughs> you're gonna have to. Your editor's gonna have to edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, TV life is good. Uh, it's certainly something very, very new to me. Uh, it's been nice to. I've been brought into like for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm brought into like like RT have this um this educational show that they're running at the moment and they brought me in this kind of the art guy. So it's like a opened up a whole new kind of a world to me, which has been nice. Uh and obviously in this COVID world or whatever, I'm kind of shooting, producing and editing everything myself. So yeah, it's kept me busy, that's for sure. So. But not busy enough to finally sit down and play Final Fantasy VII, though, right? Well, yeah. Well, I would like to have played more for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, for since um, you know we have Will back um, today, I really want to focus more on Will, uh, your you know take of the game and how you know mm-hmm. your interactions with these characters for the first time, and compared to me and Kian's reaction to the character from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. We're obviously going to keep this episode spoiler free. We don't want to ruin the experience for you. Otherwise, you know, defeats the whole purpose of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <Please. laughs> so uh, with that said, Will, you you completed uh, the Mako run for the first time, or the opening mission. Yes. Can you kind of talk us through uh, what your thoughts of it were? Because that, Kian and I have both talked about this, and Kian, feel free to jump in if you think sure. otherwise. But that opening mission is very very iconic in the gaming world mm. i think mm-hmm. just from a top-down perspective i like i can't think of when i think of an opening mission in a video game i think of the mako run or the well, so uh ken would you agree with that would you disagree with that yeah again as i said to you guys early on when we started all of this i rented this game out again and again and again so i probably played that opening mission more times than i even care to count so yeah no it's certainly uh it's certainly up there with the most iconic ones in in my experience so will how was your experience with the make around that as a whole yeah it was good um so obviously the first hour or so um i it was essentially replaying the demo for me which i actually was surprised because i remember when i started the demo it looked like cloud was level seven or something so i wasn't expecting to drop in exactly at that same point uh, but I did like, you know, like the, the intro was obviously a bit longer and stuff. And then, you know, we were off doing the same thing. And because I had played that before, I felt like, you know, I, I actually quite enjoyed playing it the second time, which I which I was surprised by. And I took things a little bit slower. 
and see the combat system and all that is a little bit overwhelming to me. So I was able to kind of use my magic a little bit better. I could heal my teammates a little bit better and things like that. So I think I think I enjoyed it even more than when I played the demo, to be fair. Uh, it felt very action-packed. It felt very, you know, full of things to do nonstop. And I kept on learning the characters and it was cool as I started adding more and more to the team. So it was very enjoyable. Um for sure. Nice. I mean, uh, so with that said, what you said the combat system is, or when you first played it, like do you, it was a little bit challenging. Do you feel as you got a little bit further into the game, or maybe got a couple more hours under your belt, it was much easier to manage? Or how? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's 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 definitely getting easier. Like I I didn't even pick up on the fact that uh, they had different types of magic equipped. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I remember there was a point in the the story when they were asking when Barrett was saying hit it with thunder, and I what our Klaus said hit it with thunder, and I just couldn't understand how to do that. But then that was probably my fault because i could have been rushing through the tutorials and that side of things so going into it a second time it was much more enjoyable um and i felt like i was kind of, i felt at that point i was getting a grasp of you know that side of things which is not to say it stayed like that as it got as it went a little bit further um but uh and I, even like rushing through kind of like the non-stop action side of things that bit i definitely really enjoyed I'm I'm interested, Will, to see what happens as you progress, because um, there's a couple of things that stick out to me. Like, I think uh, one of the central parts of my experience playing it, certainly the first time and and subsequent times, uh, like even getting into the beginning of the game, there was such an overwhelming amount of stuff to yeah. know. Like you know, in classic RPG stuff, um. They don't tell you anything. They just give you this like skills tree. Yeah. Most games do it. Like, and I like I I tried playing The Witcher three at one point, but when I started playing, I think I got about twenty minutes in, and there was just so much stuff on like dirty menu screens, like just dreadful layouts that I I just stopped playing. So this game seems to be a little bit better paced like they they really do kind of try and like hold your hand a little bit but so i i i would actually i would say i would totally disagree with you there oh would you? okay through, yeah i played through the witcher and i played through this and when it came to the bit where i had to i think it was like upgrade my sword and then the camera pans into what's essentially some sort of you looks like a planet yeah university and i'm like what in the name of Ex- god is this and so that's and I, that's that's not in the original game. All of that's new. Okay. Yeah. So it's funny, but like that is absolutely not it. Now, I'm not like it by any means defending mm. the original game for simplicity. If anything, the point was that there's so much stuff in it that um the like it really was confusing and I, and sometimes I think I only could have stuck with it because I was like 15 and you've nothing else to do. You just kind of lose yourself yeah. in it. But but they they also didn't at any point give you any help mm. and and uh i i think it's interesting that so early on you start to see that this game i feel kind of handholds a lot and and i'll come back to that in in a minute but the fact that they start telling you you should use your your lightning it just seems like it, it's i don't know it Not just challenging no, they're or just like, kind of handling well, I, I things. I would say the games have changed and that they have to do that now, um, the way that people play games. Because you go through, like you said, like you would have played that intro six or seven times. That's not that's not going to happen necessarily yeah. again. Um, and I, I yeah. definitely can get frustrated in a game if if I'm, 
you know, like exactly like you said, if you're presented with this big massive skill three, you know, if I, I feel like if I could bring that away from the computer and sit down and read it, I would be able to digest it and I'd enjoy that. But sitting in front of my TV, discovering the way a skill tree would work is something that I'm not necessarily into. So I would say at yep. the moment, that side of things, uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily enjoying. Uh, it, and I, I've said a few things to auto. I figured out like you can auto level up your, your whether it's your, sword, your, your characters and things like that. And I'm per- fully prepared to go through it all like that. I don't think personally I'll miss out too much uh, unless I really want to tweak my team, which I guess you're able to do in the future. But it's definitely a bit overwhelming to me coming at it at, at the first time because there's a lot There's a lot more I have to take in. Like even when you're naming the characters out there, like those characters, I've met them for the first time and I have to double think, you know, oh, that's that character, that's that character, you know. So just so like the whole world is new to me. So there's a lot to take in. Yeah, um, I, it's I, it's cool to hear that because for me, like, so when we spoke about this at the very start, uh, I didn't know what the difference was between the, like, there's an easy mode and a normal mode uh, or an auto mode. I can't remember what it was called. And I thought there was going to be some massive difference in the gameplay and there isn't. Like the battle system is, it's pretty full on. Um, and even I found it really kind of a bit, overwhelming but i liked the fact that you had one character for the initial kind of fights then they gave you a second one and i don't think they're expecting you to really get your head around any of that until you get into the slums which is what uh i was excited Mm. to ask you about but we haven't got there yet um but uh yeah so so you thought that it's kind of a bit too heavy information dump stuff well uh, i i just hope there's not if there's I have a, I'm a little bit fearful that there'll be a lot more of that for different things. If it just stays like that, what they've presented to me, then I'll be able to get a handle of it. But if it's like, I'm a, I'm a little afraid of there being more and more different types of things that will be introduced that I have to keep, keep my eye yeah. on, if that makes sense. So I'm like, but, but then at the same time, I do like the idea of starting to like, if I start getting a handle on this 10 or 15 hours in and like by the end of this first game, you know, I, I could be in the break I would have between this and then the next one, then that's when I could go and really figure it out or even play back again and uh, start to tweak my characters that way. But for now, I just don't want to see, I don't want to see those menu screens yet. I just want to go in there and I want to start like learning how to fight and things like that, if that makes yep. sense. Yep. So real quick, that kind of brought up, or your comment brought up a question that I was going to have. I know this is jumping ahead, but you said in between this game and the next game, are you anticipating playing through all three parts of the game or are you anticipating this being a self-contained story and then moving on? Well, so I didn't know beforehand that it was three different games until I think it was, you mentioned this, but, but I, the fact that so many people are on about the story being so good, I, I can't imagine not playing all three of them because it's going to be, I assume, a long time before the next one comes out. So, you know, if I enjoy it at all, I'll definitely play the next one. There's not too many games that I'm like story games now that I, I, I get invested in. So if I'm anyway into this, I'll definitely play all three of them. Nice. That's good to hear. I'm glad. Um, so like, this is a very story centric game and it's a very story driven game. So, I mean, to your, I do think um, you're, I, I didn't feel, at least when I played this, in comparison to what Kim was saying, the first game is very much like, here you go, you know, go figure it out. This game is very, um, it does hold your hand, but I, I think in com- knowing both games, I'm kind of more on Will's side. I like to know, like, 
what I, I mean, if they didn't say anything about Thunder in that first boss, I probably would have been sitting there for probably a good like two hours trying to figure it out because I don't know if it's just the end of the day kind of mentality for me or I'm just not challenging myself enough to think about it. But I kind of enjoy those tips to help progress the game along a little bit further thinking back about it. We, we have less patience as gamers now, though. That's another side of it, which isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, and it can be, you know, it can be better for you if you're, if you're to, like you said, to get into that headspace to slow down, but it's just it's just not as common anymore. Like I I, I played through um, one of my favorite games is mm-hmm. Resident Evil Four. Had it, had it on the was it the the GameCube it was on, yeah. and I actually played through the whole game, and I only found out afterwards that there's a run button. Oh my god! <laughs> so like so I like I played through it at such a slow pace, and I was just so happy, and I was so invested throughout the whole game. <laughs> So, like, there's no way you could do that now. I'd be, like, searching for that run button straight away. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it's, um, go, ahead, well, go ahead. Well, so myself and Bobby spoke about this. So I, I haven't been gaming. And um, it, it's great that you bring up just the idea that things have gotten a little bit simpler because I've been... I've struggled with uh, a couple of games previously, things I've stopped playing because I just couldn't... I couldn't handle yeah. how much my my hand was being held through everything, and and one of the reasons why I loved uh, and one of the reasons why I found the original game so rich was because uh, it was so challenging, and you would mm. get frustrated as games used to be. Um, but when you when you figured something out or when you managed to discover something, there was such a tremendous sense of reward yeah. because nothing was just kind of given to you. And and I find myself actually trying to find ways to make this game more complicated. Interesting. Because what I found really... So, in terms of just general story, they've remade a game that's based on a game that has an incredibly rich story. Yeah. But you were also invested in it because you had to go... You had to walk around and uncover parts of it. And the this idea of... of um, you know, cast lightning on that thing. And there's there's other examples and you'll come up against it more and more. For me, it's just a little bit like what you have is just lots of different fights. And thankfully, that fight system that seems a little bit overwhelming at the start is actually quite rewarding. Um, thankfully, it has that because it starts to feel a little bit to me like if you take a game that was um, so engaging because you had to go around and investigate different things and pull all of these different bits together. If that's gone, you've got a lot of cutscenes and then a series of fights. Yeah. And so, yeah, so if games have gone like that, I wonder if a game like like this kind of game can it work anymore? Yeah. Well, like like my my favorite game of all time is Breath of the Wild, and it's exactly because they didn't handheld hold you. Like I did, the one thing I hate about a lot of games is if there's just like a, a diamond in the screen, a white diamond that you have to follow, and you're running towards a place, and you're not taking you're not taking in the environments and stuff like that. And I did feel I, I quite enjoyed that bit when I was running through the city, trying to escape the city. That it didn't necessarily tell me where I needed to go or how to yeah. get there. And if it did, I wouldn't have enjoyed that because it didn't. I found myself like running down all these alleyways and like, oh, I'm not supposed to go this way or whatever. And then you'd slow down and I'd realize, oh, I can walk up to that character and they'll say something. Not that they're actually doing anything, but like I, I did enjoy that, you know. And there's a bit of that in the the next little area. I can't remember what is that the slums is it? Yeah, the place yeah, where the you slums. get like you say up. Yeah, so like I'm kind of you know faffing around there a little bit, you know. And that that's something 
that uh, I it's it is a good side to the game for sure. I like I know I'll joke about you know being sent off to kill rats or whatever. Or the next thing is probably find some kid's sock or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like that old Spider-Man two get the balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but I don't mind when a game slows things down like that. Like and it's like oh go now and just relax and get to meet the characters and stuff like that. So well, I thought yeah. this I thought the slums were were fantastic because they slowed things down and made you kill rats. Because they give you a they give you a second character and you're given the yeah. chance to, to do some kind of low energy low stakes uh, missions and you really start to understand how to switch between characters when you're trying to um, like get them to fight together and you learn how to like slow things down a little bit mm. and so I actually found the whole slum section really really fun because the, it does throw you in and you are kind of hit with so much stuff and you don't really have the chance to understand you know how to heal yourself or like if you're taking damage you don't really know how much you can take and or suddenly like so i don't know if i said it to you guys but i brought my i have a tv that i had in my room Mm. i think it's like a 52 inch screen like it's it's unnecessarily large to uh, have brought up into my studio upstairs so it's on the desk here so i just like turn my my uh, seat around and I like I can't see the edges of the screen because <laughs> I'm it's like in front of me so it's like pretty immersive but I have to uh, just tilt my uh, desktop monitor slightly just to catch that bottom corner because I couldn't see the the energy bars uh-huh. the first the first like two hours that I put in so um I think I did die once or twice uh, just prior to jumping on the train to like rocket you out of the the first mission. Uh, when you jump off the bridge and land on the top of the train. Um, I died a couple of times before I realized that my desktop monitor was obscuring this vital piece of information <laughs> in the bottom right-hand corner. But mm. uh, yeah, so <laughs> that was uh, that was quite a lesson to learn. But it, the slums and everything really just, it gives you the chance to just slow that down and figure it all out. Well, it slows it down, but it also, it really allows you to dive into the characters and like meet all the other characters because you meet, or we'll, we'll take a step back in a minute, but between the end of the Mako run and the slums, you're really thrown into the character fire here, like, or the, the fire of all the characters. You meet Sephiroth, you meet Aerith, you meet Tifa, um, and you meet the Avalanche gang. So I don't think I've met them, actually. The Avalanche, the Avalanche gang, gang? or Yeah. Uh, I don't know, unless I'm thinking of the wrong people. Uh, the Avalanche Gang are the, the people who helped you along in the Mako run. Like, uh, oh, Jesse. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. But yeah, like, you yeah. get to kind of know them more. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you. so, Will, you said before it was you were, your concern is like information overload in terms of, you know, having to spend so much time, you know, with the like learning the systems and things like that. Do you, how do you feel in terms of the story so far? Do you feel like it's information overload or what? Can you kind of talk us through that a little bit? No. Uh, in fact, the story is, so far, is, I would say it's probably the opposite. It's like, oh, there's a bad guy and this guy is the good guy. And it's it's still it's still a little naff and light to me, the story. Yeah. But, I, but I have a feeling that's because I've just, we've barely scratched the surface. And you can start to see that there's a little bit more now, which is cool. And again, I don't mind that as well. Like, it's like, they're, I, I hope and I think that they're doing a slow build that I don't know about yet, if that makes sense. I think that's pretty safe. Okay. I think that's pretty, yeah. <laughs> like, I think so. I, I think for me, again, like I said, um, I, I have the, I have two games happening in my head at the same time. So I have the thing that I'm experiencing right in front of me. And then I have, mm. and I'm, I'm finding it 
uh, difficult to switch it off. Like I still have the original game. Mm. So I'm, I'm part of me is kind of playing the game and going, Oh, I know what's next, or I'm predicting the next part, which is a little bit, it's a little bit distracting for me. So, um, I think what's interesting is oh, part of me is also because I I'm like this. Part of me is is monitoring everything that I'm experiencing and going. Oh, they've remade this. They must know that there's going to be people experiencing it exactly the way I'm experiencing it. Oh yeah. So oh, I'd say fifty percent of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so far, an awful lot of the conversation that I've had with Bobby has kind of been more along those lines and things that I'm tripping up on, but stuff that Bobby's really kind of happy enough happy enough with how they've handled yes um how did you feel or what was your reaction when uh you're introduced to Aerith, i believe and then and then very quickly i think you are introduced to sephiroth so you get two two main guys really fast really early yes same scene it is the same scene yes yeah, oh Pretty yes she runs away yeah. doesn't she and yeah. when you follow her yeah. then things start yeah, to yeah. cloud starts yeah. hallucinating Something or like that. whatever yeah. hallucinating yeah. whatever it is but like so this is what i'm very curious about i mean i won't uh relay my opinion but what are your initial impressions of sephiroth because i remember last time we talked you're like what is a sephiroth yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I, so, uh, yeah, I'm curious, um, I, like, and that's, that's like, obviously like the teaser that the, there's more to the story, which is kind of cool. Um, like he's obviously, he, the information that we have is like cloud beat him and he thought he was dead or something like that. And he can't believe he's alive. But we know there's something more up with cloud with, he's like stopping and having these migraines or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm, ex- I'm definitely excited to learn more. Cause like when, cause when I played the demo, separate wasn't in it yes. and it, it makes it look like the bad guys are like, it's this corporation dude and his, his right hand man. Whereas now it's like, I would, I would imagine that it's Sephiroth is the, is the, is the big bad coming towards the end. So, so it's made it more interesting. And there's some, there's a story level on a few different fronts now, which is kind of cool. And like, I do like, like, I, I do like the fact that we're slowly getting through the history. It was the same then with um, Tifa then as well. The fact that they knew yeah. each other when they were younger and stuff like that. So, um, and well, I guess like we'll obviously learn more and more. Cause I remember the last time when I was, when you asked me what, what, what did I th- think of t- cloud and he has no personality in the demo where he's where like he's already softened up an awful lot more um at the start of the slums area and things like that so that's quite enjoyable too yeah he seems so. he, he is quite kind of one note and and you know what's funny is uh which i suppose is actually kind of risky in terms of having released the demo to people who haven't played it before but the game is is it seems very superficial uh, story-wise when you play it the first time there's yeah it really just doesn't seem to be anything more than you've got some guys that are going to take down a bad co- like a bad company that's hurting the earth and and kind of kind of risky thing to put out there exactly uh, yeah. just as a demo because it really doesn't give you any kind of uh, uh there is no implication that there's going to be any more to it than that um so yeah i hadn't thought about that that's yeah. actually really interesting um, because it is, uh, you start to see in the same way that that cloud starts to soften up a little bit. You start to see that there's a, there's even a little bit more to Barrett, who is obviously kind of almost yeah. like a caricature. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, and he, he leans into that. But then there's one or two scenes where he's actually quite charming, which I I wasn't sure I wasn't sure how they were going to do that because I couldn't remember how he transitioned from being this bombastic kind of black exploitation kind of high energy just nonsense character into something that has quite a genuine bit of pathos to him. Um, are they when when you play that in the original? Is, is I assume you read all of the text in that. All no, of the text there isn't. No spoken line. Um, is there? And and what? Yeah, yeah, interesting. I had said to Bobby uh, that one of the things that I found a little bit um, not disappointing because it was just a new experience. But in the original game, you ran and you spoke to everyone, and not necessarily everybody had something. Uh, relevant to to you to say like there were just background characters but you had to prompt everybody to get any kind of dialogue <clears throat> so it also meant that you never knew who was an important person to speak to mm. and therefore somebody could you could talk to somebody and they could reveal a piece of information that you wouldn't know if it was uh, important or not until any unspecified moment in the game when you came across somebody else who had a subsequent piece of information and you could like unlock these side stories and there's there was loads it was quite a rich kind of thing to just get into mm. and now all of the side characters talk and mm. the only ones that you have to talk to have big triangles on top of them mm. so those are the ones that 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 push the story along and it just seemed like a strange a strange thing to me like why not just let everybody why i, I suppose I, I guess maybe they've gone for you would generally hear people talking rather than just standing silently in a now that the game is fully realized like if you're in on a city street you need to hear people speaking yeah. but it also just seems to be one more thing that has um reduced your chance to explore because you're just told okay I got to go and speak to that guy which yeah yeah fair enough yeah um I don't see a way around it. No, really. I, I guess there's like there's probably ten times as many people around the place in it than there was in the the other one as absolutely. well. Absolutely, and sense. they're stationary. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the other thing that we haven't touched on in terms of voice actors is they did the biggest fan service, and we haven't talked about it yet. And Will, you might not know this, but in yeah. the original game, uh, after every fight. If you won, it would do the oh, dun, yeah. dun, 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 and then to hear Barrett scream oh, yeah. that after winning a battle, I was like, "Oh my god, the justice oh, okay. that was just done for everyone." <laughs> so, oh, that's nice. Um, they, they've they've kept some really lovely touches in it. Like, and you know, there's there's lots of little nods to to the rest of us for that stuff. I think it's great. Can you imagine being like the creators of the game? And you know, you you can only obviously dream that it would be the way that it is, but the capabilities of the software that they had when they made it but then to see it come back to life like this is just really the most incredible thing ever it's like like if we were working on a comic book and like the the technology was only there that we could only use a biro and a pen yeah and next thing it got you know got brought out like you fully realized the way that it should be like it's just it must be amazing for the well, people that were involved in making it back in the day but it's like right. the first time we went to see spider-man in the cinema <laughs> like it yeah. was just it was True, crazy yeah. absolutely crazy yeah yeah, yeah. My understanding, though, is they were very hesitant to make this game for a long time because, one, they said they wanted it to be done right, which, mm. from my understanding, seems the overwhelming majority of people are happy with it. But, two, the original directors wanted to be involved. So my understanding is the original directors are involved in this project and they would not do it without their seal of approval. That's good. So, in your, yeah. to your point, William, or Will, excuse me, says William on the screen, uh, <laughs> it... it <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's probably just like, I mean, that 
to realize that and to see that done and to still see the the reaction that they got when they released it in 97 that must mm. be just overwhelming to these guys yeah yeah it's nice it's nice bobby you gotta get one of them on the show <laughs> uh see if uh maybe i'll put a plea out on youtube and see if they'll respond <laughs> we'll need to get like a million subscribes or something <laughs> no problem but all right easier said than done but <laughs> so we talked about sephiroth a little bit but how about we pivot over to another character so you met Aerith. yes uh, have you heard anything about Aerith prior to the demo or anything like that no not absolutely nothing yeah. no idea who she was i i've only seen her in like fan art drawings but there's i haven't picked up any story spoilers from that so and you've nice. met tifa so, right yes I have, okay yeah. so just just wondering yeah. she's because, uh, she's yeah. i really enjoyed playing as her actually her kind of fight style and that was kind of cool Ooh. yeah i i think i'll come back to that in a second yeah, but so what is kind of your initial impressions of Aerith? because i know from when i played her i was like this person is important when you, like when, you just, when you met when her I, or played her, what do you mean? When I first played or met her, she's oh, yeah, back yeah. in, the, in yeah. the original game. I'm just like, all right, like I saw her in the opening trailer or in the opening scene. She keeps lingering around here. Yeah. Like, yeah. So what are kind of your thoughts? Oh, on yeah. This? Like I know she's not just an NPC. Like I know she's going to be, uh, she's going to play a big role com- coming up in it. Um, because you meet her at the start, because there doesn't seem to be any, you know, she's the only sign of someone holding some plant life. So that's up that that could be a key to her story if that makes sense. And that yep. she obviously activates <laughs> something in cloud that he's able to see these ghosts or whatever the hell it is that they are. So yeah, yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back. So I've been calling them the mentors, <laughs> I think from Harry Potter, because that's what they remind me of. But no, I mean I I just think remember when seeing her the first time, now I'm like this person is extremely important. I don't know why, but I know I need to keep her around or I, whatever. Is it the same experience then in the first game? When you play the, like if, if, if I'm coming to you as someone who hasn't played that, when you play through the first Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy VII on the original PlayStation, like do you meet her in the same kind of context? Uh, so th- this was a, a, a thing I was going to actually mention about Sephiroth so, as mm. well, but with Aerith, you do meet her in that, so a little bit, she's around, but you you really meet her later on, and mm. I don't, I don't want to go into spoilers, yeah, but it's different in this. The the, the, the Dementors, Whisperers, things, those are okay. new. That's, that's not in the original oh. game. And the other thing is with Sephiroth, in the original game, you actually meet him at the very, very end of the disc. So Kian and I had a conversation that goes into spoilers, so we won't really mm. repeat it, but we were debating if this was more fan service or this was more storytelling. Mm. But you do meet Aerith this early in the game, so that those similar those are similar, but the manner you met her is okay. different. I mean, Ken, do you have anything else to add on that? Or yeah, so um, I was interested. I was actually really looking forward to hearing your uh, what you thought about meeting Sephiroth, because as Bobby pointed out, what was really cool in the original game was uh, I think. You see at some point, uh, so Sephiroth carries an, an enormous sword, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, it's like a, a katana, it's in re- but it's like clouds length, okay. you know, that kind of a that kind of a size. And you see somebody with the sword driven through them, like uh, in the floor of, a, of an office building. And that's the first time you see it. And you don't know anything about Sephiroth at all. And then later on in the game, 
uh, towards the end of disc one, you see this enormous like dragon creature. Like you haven't seen anything this size and it has the sword driven through it again. Mm. And so he's teased as this uh, unnamed kind of enormous threat. Okay. And so when you do see him again, you have already, you have the same way that any kind of villager in in the the world itself, you have learned that this guy is frightening, mm. right? And you don't know what he's capable of. And they've decided not to do that this time. They've gone... No, it's totally different. It's totally yeah. different. And what I had said to Bobby was just what I found interesting was one of the reasons why we love Sephiroth is because of how he his character was introduced. Mm. Like, they, they teased it. It was all obviously very, like, well-crafted, uh, bringing in this big bad... And what's interesting in this is that they haven't gone for it. And while it's rewarding to us to see him because we know him, one of the reasons why we love him is because of how he was introduced in the mm. original game. Like, you know, we earned our respect for him, mm. you know? And in this one, he's now just, um, it's just interesting. He's just kind of, you don't know anything about him, but he's already mysterious. Yeah. Like, it's almost like a layer has been stripped away. Um. We- and it's just interesting as well because they bring him in at the same moment as Aerith. So you kind of get this double this double burst. Mm. And I don't know I don't know why. Mm. It's a strange it seems like a strange critical choice for the storytellers to make. Um considering I mean, but, sorry, yeah, Bobby, go ahead. I was saying, I mean, but still I would say Williams get it or Will. I don't know why I keep saying William. Sorry. Will's getting the same like impression that we got uh, of Sephiroth. At least that's what it sounds like from his what he's saying yeah. in his experience. But it's just it just seems that Will's getting this ex- he's gonna be able to get the, more of this experience. Like, you know, he's clearly still this big bad guy. He's still clearly like menacing, you know, cloud. So I'm very I'm just very curious to see how if Will has the same I want to say uh, appreciation is the mm-hmm. word that comes to mind because, like, I uh, when the story is done, as in comparison to others that we had, I mean, it just to me from an outsider perspective, it just seems like Will gets more Sephiroth than we did. Yeah, so, but but my my point is is just that, and of course, nobody can experience two things the same way. But my point is that the reason why you enjoy experiencing as much of this Sephiroth as Sephiroth as you will is because of the way the character was introduced to you the first time. So my point is, is that Sephiroth doesn't mean anything to a new player. Yeah, he doesn't. Specifically. Yeah. He, yeah. He's just he's just brought in. Now, he means a lot to you because you had him introduced in a different way before. But I'm just saying that um, I suppose if you, in, in films or uh, in games as well, uh, it, when you, when you, uh, imply so much and then you introduce the characters there's so much more work done than just bringing the character in and just going like here he is so uh, that would just be and again like nobody can experience this both ways and Bobby and I are kind of come at it differently like for me I think that the, the original tease was was much stronger but um, but undeniably the way he's brought into the game he does seem very cool Um <laughs> he's a badass <laughs> he is, straight he is. up he's the badass in my opinion um but so and then we haven't really talked about tifa but what are your, i mean i know we've been saying tifa and then we're like oh wait what about yeah. this person so this time tifa 
What what are your thoughts about Tifa then so far? Uh, you can't help but fall in love with her, really, can you? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, she's cool. <laughs> she's cool, but like I, I think I, I was, I was most excited about uh, the way that she plays when when she's unlocked, and like she's definitely like like I love that the all of the styles are so different so far, and like yeah, I found myself like I just switched over to her and I was like, oh, I, I know I'm going to want to play as her all of the time because of that kind of the fighting style. Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, that's cool. Um, uh, and again, I have no idea. Like, like, am I going to be able to choose from ten characters? Is is there just going to be three or four? I I don't know what it's going to be. Um, but I can imagine I'll I'll bring along a character like that. Like, I was just knocking people up into the air and trying to figure out if I can do combos and all this kind of stuff. So that was enjoyable, definitely. Yeah. I re- recently saw uh, somebody had posted a GIF of her a little bit later in the game. And she she kicks a guy into the air and then whatever way they have her character set up, which made me realize that there's an awful lot more to this game that I also still don't know. Mm. Like she she basically just unloads these combos on him that just keeps him up in the air. And it mm. actually looks like te- it's like a screenshot from Tekken. Yeah. And uh, and uh, like so there's definitely way more customization to some aspect of it that I because I can't even imagine how they've got her to do that. So uh, I think like if they've if they've definitely, as you said, Will, like they've really put an awful lot of work into the different style. Like yeah. the characters do do different things. They are extremely different. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but are you are you into fighting games? Is there a reason why you'd be drawn um, to a character like that? I, I am and I am. I don't I haven't really sat down and learned a fighting game in a long time. Like I keep buying Street Fighter and not really playing it too much because I just don't want to play <laughs> it online. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But the combo side of things uh, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, there's just no point. Uh, but um, like, yeah, no, like I, I just enjoyed that. I enjoyed like, I always find that I like, like even it, it kind, of, she actually kind of reminds me of playing Spider Man on the PS4, something like that. You know, like the way mm-hmm. that like he would like go into, he'd get in and you'd punch and you could knock a guy up in the air and you could jump and kick him or whatever. So yeah, that yeah, same yeah. kind of feeling playing her. I mean, I, so, I think yeah. you're Will's actually the first person I've heard who's like I'm, like I find when I play the game. I just immediately am like, I'm playing as Cloud, and I'll switch to Tifa if I need an ability, and then go back to Cloud. And I think Will's the first person who's like, yeah, I'm playing Tifa whenever mm. I can. And then, like, so I'm, I, that was very, I mean, I don't know if that's basically because I have an, uh, an affinity for the Buster Sword and playing as Cloud and just, the, you know, going from, you know, just being stick figures, or not stick figures, nine bit figures to, like, fully rendered. But that's, that's very interesting. I I guess I just I mean from my perspective, I just assume anyone who approaches this game is like, oh, I'm just gonna play cloud and run around with this amazing sword. So <laughs> Well, so I, Yeah, sorry, Will, go ahead. Yeah, no, I still think the sword is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> yeah. That that's definitely the hottest take of this podcast. <laughs> like, like I, I was there just giving no the sword then as well, and I was like, oh, I thought this sword was legendary. Now they're giving me one to try and tempt me away from it. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I refuse to switch out the Buster Sword. I'm like, I don't uh, care. You can give me a different one. Well, it's funny because, well, a couple of things even on that. The the Buster Sword is famous because of uh, like it has just become legendary. But even in the original game, it changed out pretty much straight away. Um. So uh, what's cool about this game for anybody who played before is that, you know, you were obviously, and I keep thinking about it, Will, the first thing you said was, how can you run around with this thing strapped on your back? Like you can't <laughs> see your your character, but 
the uh, oh, I got a proper like childish thrill when I swapped the weapon out and the weapon on his back changes as well. Mm. And I know that that's probably mm. pretty standard for games these days, but the fact that you can equip materia and the materia slots change and like everything like you, you see that on your character as you play was such a oh i loved it i absolutely it's loved it welcome to the 90s Keen. i know i know i know i know like i i fully <laughs> hold my hands up but it's still it's still cool like but uh um yeah no his uh his his weapons are cool the weapons they all have are cool but um i i stopped playing for about two weeks because i had work to finish and when I switched it back on, I got into a fight in whatever area I was in and uh, Cloud was was essentially useless. I think they were mostly aerial bad guys or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what happened. And I ended up playing more as Tifa and Barrett. And it was uh, it was really, really satisfying. And I kind of had to find a reason to use Cloud then in a couple of subsequent fights and it really made you uh, conscious of the fact that there no one character is an all-rounder. Like, y- you have to find ways to, to use the team, uh, which I thought was great. Um, it was just a really nice... Um, it was a really nice uh, thing to realise because I, I think I would be the same as Bobby. I would just... I'd kind of keep Cloud as the all-rounder and just use one of them as a healer and Barrett's just kind of attacks. Um but there's also a little bit where your team gets split up and you have to play as Barrett and it like him as the character running through the levels and stuff. And it makes you just fall in love with him and his gun. He's 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 great. And when you then go into a fight with him afterwards, you're so much more aware yeah. of yeah. the weapon that he has. And it's just it's yeah, it's it's really fun. I get annoyed whenever I have to use Barrett. I'm just like, ugh. Can I just run and jump really high with Cloud and slash these guys? But <laughs> so be it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Anyway, so well, I mean, I know you you said you've only got into about the Sloans, but what's your like? Are you enjoying the game so far? Like, what's your overall take? Like, uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. It, I don't have a massive draw to go back and play it for some reason. I, I th- there, there, there was a few things in the slum that kind of I was like, oh, I, I like a couple of the characters in the slums kind of felt a little bit hammy to me as well. Like the guy in the side in the shop, he was just, I was just mm. like, oh come on. So I, I, but then at the same time, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I did like that it slowed down. And like I said, like I'm definitely more attached to those characters now but I'm jonesing for a bit of action now again and, and driving the story on. And I feel like, you see, because like I played this demo ages ago and I've just basically essentially played through that again, played it again uh, got yeah. a little bit more. So mm-hmm. like it, it, the next bit is, is the bit that I'm really hoping will start to really catch me and ignite me and really enjoy I, that then. If that makes from sense. From what I remember, so. I'm pretty sure the next part of the game go like you're at like a two right now, but I'm pretty sure it's going to ramp up to like an eight or a nine or a 10. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So like, yeah. No, I'm excited. Yeah. There's that's a, good. there's definitely a couple of things coming up that I remember mm-hmm. when I texted Ken, like, are you kidding? This is amazing. So <laughs> cool. I, ho- I hope that, uh, you get those same kind of, uh, feelings. Or <laughs> oh, and but you also get to play darts soon. Oh yes, which is darts. a surprisingly satisfying little side game. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah, I do like when games do that well. I was a big fan of Gwent. Oh yeah, so. well, anything better than like that—that that strange thing that happened for about five years, where every game had fishing. Do you remember that? 
yeah. It's in Fortnite now. Is uh, it really? Wow. Yeah. It's like it's it's not even fun in real life. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I still have yet to play Fortnite. I just stick with Apex, COD, and I don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> don't start. You'll you'll never that's, get it. That's why you were surprised that uh, a change in graphics was surprised you. You haven't turned on a new console in ten years. Basically. No, no, so that's that's absolutely true. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely true. Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh god, there there's a question I'm gonna ask, but I'll ask it when we're when I when I'm done hitting the record button here. But uh <laughs> I'll wrap up with uh anyone got any final comments, questions, or thoughts? We're about at the the end of the episode here. I'm just excited to see uh Will if you stick with it. I'm excited to see what parts of it stand out to you. Yeah, no, I'll I I will definitely stick with it for sure. Um it's like like I I I'm very curious to know more and I hope it's it's just it's weird it's weird playing it because like like I, anyone I talk to about the game loves it like I have a couple other buddies that absolutely adore the game too so like I would just obviously love to get that same feeling from it it would be really really cool because like I can't believe because I play a lot of games I love video games and for some reason I just never played Final Fantasy yeah so and like if I can get that same feeling from a new game I'll be more than delighted you know so we we uh, like. I, I, I hope like and I, I can't I've, I've almost got that weight put on me that I'm not feeling it yet but of course I don't because I'm just read page one of like a hundred page book or whatever yeah yeah so yeah so I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes definitely the page one of a 100 page book in a trilogy of books so there's a, there you go there's a yeah, lot in yeah. it yeah. yeah it's like the yeah. intro in the Lord of the Rings you just got to the part where the ring got was supposed to be destroyed. You got a lot of stuff to learn. Oh, and not just not just that, but uh, when the first time I read the Lord of the Rings, I didn't make it past the the prologue because I couldn't handle the Hobbit speak. And it wasn't until about two years later I went back and skipped the prologue and actually enjoyed the books. So <laughs> there you go. I still haven't read Frodo's part in any of the books. I skip over that. Like, <laughs> I don't care about Frodo. But that's a whole another podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do another podcast <laughs> podcast about me not reading frodo's part <laughs> but i mean that's all we got for today uh will kian thanks for coming back we'll uh you know, look forward to doing this again kian i'm sure i'll be talking to you uh very soon yeah about, and until next time guys we'll see you then